Welcome among the earliest. I am here on the virtual floor of Session ZeroCon, and I do things easy, so as soon as I saw a name I knew, I run towards the protective virtual arms of Den Mother. Hello! Hi! Hi, it's Den Mother. Uh, I'm known as Den Mother because I am your motherly figure in the gaming sense. Right now, for Session ZeroCon, I am featuring a game mod. A scenario I wrote for the local scene, and I'm from Davao. It's nice to meet everyone. And we got other people around us, because since it's a virtual floor, people can come and go around us as long as they are, I think, five square away. We can listen to them. So, who are you? Hi, everyone. I'm Paolo. My initials PJC. I make self-contained mini tabletop RPGs. Most of them cap under 20 pages sometimes even less. Everything's very rules-like and narrative-driven, and I generally build them around specific themes or subgenres. I also try as much as possible to make my games as playable by two players so that people that have a hard time finding a group are able to play, even if it's just like one player and one GM or a GM-less type setting. Like, a lot of people who attended Session Zero in 2019 seem to like my game, Titas of Arkham, which is a combination of the ladies who brunched aesthetic with Lovecraftian themes. It's a hack of Honey Heist, and you basically have two stats, which is Tita or Eldritch. Tita being like, you know, auntie. I mean, it's like the Filipino word for auntie. Did you know already each other before? Oh, yes. Yeah, I actually got inspired from the mod I ran right now. One of the reasons why I was able to push it because of Paulo's Tiempo Marco, like his Western Visayas 1950s run, really inspired me to realize like, oh, I can actually write a local scene and actually pull off the horror scene in Call of Cthulhu because he was able to do it. So like, it really inspired me to write Davao Durian as well. Since I'm in GMT and you are GMT plus eight, I think, I'm coming a bit late to the show somewhat. There's been already stuff happening on the floor of VirtualCon. Can you tell me about your experience so far and maybe some big stuff happened? I've seen some very interesting videos being shared on Twitter. There was Cluckthulhu. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. Cluckthulhu. There's like a secret room with a duck. It's like you're in a cave, and then like it, he's surrounded by like some Trinity Force symbol from Legend of Zelda. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, Cluckthulhu!" And everyone that I've met so far has called it Cluckthulhu. I haven't found this secret room yet. I feel unchosen. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, in the lounge. Um, I've been leading people to the Lord, <laughs> to the Mad Lord, Cluckthulhu. <laughs> I can't go over there. Go. Go and uh, pay your respects to the Cluckthulhu Lord. <laughs> That's just been fun. <laughs> they must know. They must be brought to the Lord <laughs> Cluckthulhu. But yeah, that's that's been so far. Uh, and then there's been a lot of flash mobs. There have been people that have been going around doing like a Congo line and like dancing. I think there was somebody who was running around. They were Rick rolling people. He was playing Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> so that's been, <laughs> that's been an interesting experience uh, on my part. Just going around. Yeah, people can dance or dancing now. 
So what about you, PGC? What was your favorite experience so far? I went to the talk earlier with Elisa of Natural 20, and uh, I'm struggling to remember the name of the other Indonesian dice accessories creator, but they were basically talking about how to turn your tabletop RPG hobby into a business if you're looking to turn that into something that can be monetized in a professional way. And I think the most interesting part of that talk was talking about pricing in the context of being someone who comes from an emerging economy where our currencies aren't weaker, let's be direct, relative to the US dollar and the euro, because that changes the whole economics of creating. I admit that that's why I do a lot of pay what you can for my games, just so that I know that if someone earns in a stronger currency, they can pay in a stronger currency, but I'm not obligating anyone else to do that if they're coming from a less developed economy. You know, I don't even want to use less developed because that's like putting things within the framework of global capital. What it is is an economy that's been screwed over by by global capitalism where, you know, we have a weaker currency. Yeah. Sorry for the, the tangent there, but yeah. It did get me thinking. I mean, that talk. We must talk more about stonks. There's game stonks right now happening. <laughs> and we must talk about the economy. <laughs> Do you have a game session planned? Yeah. I'm running Durian Hotel at 7 p.m. I'm actually going to stream it on Twitch. I'm going to actually pause for an hour before I go online, you know, to prepare myself. Kind of excited, scared, excited. I've been doing a lot of playtests of this game. There's been a lot of positive feedback. And hopefully I can do justice with the two hours I'm given <laughs> to run the game. Are you open to spectators, like, within the gather room? Or would you rather they just watch through Twitch? I'd rather they watch through Twitch. I'm okay with spectators, like if it's like in a Discord scene, but it's a different software, so I'm very nervous. Right. I'm actually gonna ask them to roll dice in the Discord. <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell them to roll along there because I'm an old person. It takes me a while to understand what the tech is. <laughs> like, I actually spent two weeks trying to figure out what Gather Town is, and <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm a very slow learner when it comes to tech, so uh, dice I prefer on Discord because I got used to it. I've been playing it for like a while, so yeah, I'm good. But we're gonna try to stream it on Gather Town, the table at least. Is there anything else you two would like to talk about? Check out Calum's Twitch channel. <laughs> yes, please do. I think that's what I mean. Yeah, like and subscribe on his YouTube. <laughs> that, that, that's all that I probably want to do. And, um, Good luck to the people who are, uh, and I hope there will be a lot of people that will get converted to Club Sulu. <laughs> and um, I hope people are having fun in the convention and meeting new people because that's the point for this, you know, getting out of their comfort zones and talking to people. What about you, PGC? Oh, is he gone? He should be gone. He got disconnected. Where can people find you, then, mother? They can find me on Twitch, Then Mother Place. I also have a Facebook page, Then Mother Place, but that's mostly for video games. With for Twitch, it's more of like the tabletop RPG and writing scene. And then I also am part of a community, Dudes and Dice Davao. Shout out! You guys want to join the Den and all the Den kids and the Horde? Definitely join our community. We have people from different places. It's not just limited to Davao. So you want to join games, meet the kids, have fun.
Amazing. Thank you very much and have a, a lovely rest of the day. See you later, hopefully. Yeah, see you. And I look forward to Film Academy. <laughs> on a tree or trip getting lunch down by the lake she said i look like an american singer time mystical time getting me and then healing me fine with the clues i didn't see and isn't it just so pretty to think all along there was some invisible strength to go next i'd love to go next sure can we do what it do you want to know <laughs> i don't want to hear about career per se can we draw the tarot for the podcast but could you briefly introduce yourself sure i was actually on produced for an interview actually hello aki yeah indeed you were for an interview it might not be out yet on the main feed but people can find it on youtube <laughs> and uh yeah here, yep. I, here i found you at session zero con Drawing tarot cards, which I find extremely cool. 
Yeah, I'd love to see the tarot drawn for the show, maybe for the release, see what the future is like. All right. So for the future of the show, let's see. Nice. Strength. Good. I needed good news, to be honest. <laughs> so what's nice about the strength card is that it means that your hard work is paying off. Your confidence is paying off. What you want to do now is to make sure to keep that confidence going and to push through with a lot of strength. Push through with a lot of inner peace. Follow your passion when it comes to the show and it will pay off for you. That's very encouraging. In addition to drawing the tarot, are you showing off some of your work uh, on your stand? Yes. So on my card right now, I have one of my projects that's available, Midsummer Night's Cream. And I also have I'm showcasing my upcoming projects. One of them is with my sister over there, Ali. Hey, hi, Ali. Hi. Hello, Ali. Hello. She and I are working on Parthenia Academy, which is a dark academia-themed work. So it deals with secret societies, boarding schools, and all those little cool mysteries that surround them. That'll arrive sometime late in the year, around October. Uh, and I see. Hello. Am I interrupting? I'm sorry. I'll let, me, let me go. Sorry, Mark. Hi. Sorry about that. Oops. Sorry. Ah, no bye. No problem. No, you can stay. No, Mark. <laughs> Don't run we'll away. We'll wrap him again later. You got a lot of visitors on your booth. Uh, uh, I see Pamu, you're here too. And uh, in addition, you, we've got Bashir. What's your experience of Session Zero Con so far? So far, Session Zero has been super cool. I'm meeting so many people. I got to talk to industry professionals and newbies like me. It's been absolutely wonderful. I seriously miss having that convention feel and gathers a great platform for it. People have been really fun. It, it's a great experience. And I hope we do this sometime again. It's very impressive. I hope you will uh, inspire other conventions to have a go at Gather. Pam, what has your day been like so far? It's been really, really cool, especially since last year was supposed to be the year of me going places for conventions. So it is nice to be able to connect with a lot of people through this platform. And I have no words for how much I admire the work that was put in and how everybody seems to be having fun, but they also feel like they don't have to worry about too much because the team is like very present and available and all the tools are there for you according to your needs. So it's been really good. Bashir, what about you? Who are you and uh, how do you find the Session Zero Count uh, so far? Um, hey, so I'm a freelance writer and indie game designer in ETRPGs. I've worked with a bunch of companies. I've really been enjoying the con. I've got to meet up with a bunch of people who I haven't seen since Big Bad Con 2019, which has been great. It's a lot more, it feels a lot more like a con than the other attempts at digital cons. Most of those were basically like streaming events for a bunch of people trying to hang out on Discord calls, basically. The kind of physicality feels like a weird word. The map of this place. I got lost here trying to get to a game I ran. That happens <laughs> every time I go to a con. <laughs> I don't get lost. I my battle with a Discord server. <laughs> That's been really great. Professionally, I got some really good feedback on a game I'm hoping to release in the next month or so. 
So that's been great. And it's really good to reconnect with people like Pam. Hey, Pam. <laughs> Who I've not really gotten to see and chat with like this since the first time I met them in most cases. <laughs> we even have ZXU joined us. It's like a big crossroad, this booth. It feels like everybody I know is here. Hi. Just eavesdropping. I don't know what the what the etiquette is. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm finding out. I just keep an eye for so for people listening to this, not seeing. I keep an eye for for people with avatar names, which includes a no, because that would mean I, I should not be recording or streaming them. But otherwise, I don't know. I think I put Aki's activities to a halt by uh, crashing with a microphone over here. There, the tarot reading. Um, so yeah. During a bit, like, so sh- it should be about what exactly? Okay. Anything. Anything. Huh. So there's a, this deck kind of favors relationships, but you can ask about anything. Th- that sounds um, like something personal, so I'm gonna go <laughs> and record <laughs> <Yeah>. elsewhere. <laughs> See you around. Bye. 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 See you, Started in one room, we have a world to explore And we get over trouble, but there's always more We all have voices in our heads, so you see This is one loopy, microwave tongue family Save your blood, there's more we have to face on the way Raise your weapon, cause we ran out of spell slots today Walang magagawa, kundi tumakbo We need to face the fiend, so we have to go We're on our way to hell This is our story to tell We raise our hands and try our damnedest To defeat our foe It's a journey to dwell on An early farewell Pushed by all the choices What do we know? We're just a bunch of kids Nearly pulled by fate Strangers brought together in Baldur's Gate We're on our way to hell, this is our story to tell Survival isn't certain, but we have to go I'm now at the booth of an artist. Could you introduce yourself and your work? Hi, I'm Jonah, and this is my partner, Bernie, and together we're Noble Bear, we're a D&D artist. How has been your Session Zero con so far? It's been really fun. This is like the first time we've ever experienced a con like this. It's a genius way to, you know, bring fun to something that used to be like normal. Did a lot of people visit your booth and did you show your art to a lot of people? We had some people stop by and say hello and check out our check out our work so far. Like as you can see in our cards. It's been really fun. Everyone's been so nice in checking out our stuff. 
So you were saying your art is D&D focused? Did you participate to a lot of projects or is it mainly commissions for original characters and this sort of thing? Well, me and my partner both individually take work from outside of D&D, but we started Noble Bear to focus like on D&D stuff because our friends would always ask us to draw their characters and they thought it'd be fun to make this thing like a legit thing. There seems to be a, a lot of enthusiasm to write adventures for D&D in Southeast Asia. Did you participate to any work? Did you illustrate any adventures? We wish someday. We only started about like a few months ago officially. We only started Noble there recently. And so far we've just been doing, you know, a few character commissions here and there. And official, like sometimes some epic cover work. But aside from that, we're still, you know, we're still hoping that one day we could try illustrating a bigger things in the indie world. Epic cover work, that sounds quite cool already. What was that for? Uh, it was for one of our DMs. She goes by Den Mother. She has a Filipino-themed D&D epic going around, going on in this event, I think, centered on a haunted hotel. My partner did the illustration for it. If people are listening to this and would like to commission you and find your work, what is the best way to do so? We have a card link that we can just let, we can hand out here in the chat for you if, if, if any way that, if that could be done. We are also found in Noble Bear on Facebook. So far, we're still trying to build up our socials. So sorry if everything's a bit of a mess. <laughs> no, it's fine. I will include the link to that in the description of the episode. I was wondering, has there been a lot of people from outside Southeast Asia yet at Session Zero Con? Uh, yes, we bumped into a lot of creators, DMs from Southeast Asia, and even some from outside of Asia, which is really exciting. It's a really new experience. It's a very exciting online convention. I really like the format. Hopefully it will shine even more of a light on the, all the talent in Southeast Asia. Is there anything else you wish to discuss before I continue to explore the trade halls and the different space of the convention? Um, nothing else, really. Thanks for stopping by. Just like, uh, I hope you have fun in the event. We've been having a blast ourselves here. Great. Uh, well, see you around and best wishes of success with Noble Bear. I am, you too. Thank you for interviewing us. Bye. Bye. It was a mess It didn't start off green, felt like a test To cope with being seen, have to confess When shoved me from the ledge, I didn't know I'm on the edge So I fell, now here we are With everything to hide, almost poor Say we haven't cried, but good so far Learn how to bite our time and try not to confide till all is well. So thank you for fighting this battle with me, for being there when I'm my own enemy. And when the day comes that I get to be free, I will ask you, and I come home to you. Long call their walks. To me, cry, stare at the clocks. We're running out of time. I'm sorry, you should draw the line. Cause I lose track when I look in your eyes. 
After a little uh, impromptu live concert, it's very convenient because I can use the chat room to find people to interview rather than compared to a live event. So now I'm with Cartwheel. Could you introduce yourself and uh, what you do here? Yeah, hi. My name is John R. Harness. I also go by Cartwheel on Twitter. And I run Knucklebone Magazine among doing other game design and game commentary stuff. Knucklebone Magazine is a journal or magazine that in has like reviews and criticism of games history, people talking about sort of the politics of games, cultural identity in games, things like that. It's not, you know, game content, it's about games. We have two issues out. The third issue will come out in March, I believe, and I'm paying people to, well, people pitch to me and I pay them to write articles. Amazing. So we are at uh, Session Zero Con, which is Southeast Asia focused. Is there anything about your work which is especially about South Asia, or is it a coincidence, or did you end up with a booth here today? Well, my project with Knucklebone Magazine is to connect a lot of people from different communities across the sort of game making world, and I mean literally the world. So we got um, that in common, example, I think, <laughs> on yeah, the, different yeah. formats. Right. And so our first issue has an essay by Pam Punzalan about, it's a description of a con panel that happened at Big Bad Con a few years ago, discussing sort of what RPGC is, the hashtag, and about sort of issues and topics within that world. We've had writers from Argentina, writers from lots of different places. And so, yeah, I'm here because I'm interested in finding writers who aren't just white guys from North America like I am. I'm looking for a broad, swath of the community. And so I've come and I've talked to a lot of people who are potential authors, talked to people about, you know, issues in their local communities or, you know, exciting stuff in their local communities. That's why I'm here. So are specific issues of Knucklebone magazine each time curated along the topic or is it a bit random depending on who shows up to write something? What does an issue of Knucklebone look like? 
Yeah, I've been putting out calls for pitches that have themes. So the first theme was generation, the second was review, and the third one for the issue that's about to come out is form. And I've been picking those words because they have to me a variety of different meanings that aren't necessarily that might contradict or inform each other. So for example, generation, the issue talked about both the history of different designers, you know, old designers, new designers, that kind of thing, talking about the forge versus other, you know, communities of designers, but it also had to do with procedural generation, generation as a kind of creation, that sort of thing. Then the new issue, which is about form, has to do with both like what is the form of an RPG? What exactly is an RPG? Can we really define it very well? But also things like to what extent are tabletop games like bureaucracy? You know, I use Google Sheets for two things for my <laughs> day job and for my role playing games, you know? So <laughs> In what ways are we formed by RPGs? What do RPGs inform us about? So I try to take this kind of poly-meaningful words to let people come at from a bunch of different directions, just like I'm trying to take people from all over the world or all over the different scenes and kind of juxtapose them together, slam them together and see what's similar, what's different. what's And the best part is when you kind of read between the lines and see what's kind of what do these people really agree about, even if they might claim not to agree with each other? Or what do these people who seem to be on the same page totally interpret totally different from each other? That's the sort of stuff I'm looking for in the magazine. Excellent. This interview should be part of the release podcast, which will be out by the end of February. Do we have an idea already what will be your next team? Can people submit themselves uh, to write something for that team? Or does that work? And uh, yeah, what's so happening? The pitch period for the next issue, issue three, is already over. That theme is form. That'll be coming out in March. I haven't yet decided on what the theme for the fourth issue will be. Again, I'll be trying to find some word that is has a bunch of different meanings, right? That people can come at from a variety of different directions. But that being said, people can always pitch stuff to me just sort of out of the blue. They can email knucklebonemag at gmail.com and say, hey, I've got a topic in mind. Maybe that will be something that inspires a topic. You never know. Yeah. Great. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about Knuckleball Magazine or another of your projects? And uh, if not, uh, where can people find you? Lastly, about Knucklebone is that I pay authors. Currently, I pay $60 US dollars for a piece. That amount is slowly raising to come into you know, parity with other guidelines about how much authors should be paid. It's sort of, you know, I'm raising the price as I get more Patreon followers and more people buy the magazine. So the goal is to pay people well to do well thought out, deep discussion of RPGs. And also, you know, my intention is, again, to get a lot of people to write, a lot of different people to write. And I know that paying writers is something that allows a diversity of people to participate. So if you are looking around for paid RPG review and criticism opportunities, check out Knucklebone Magazine. You can find both issues and soon three issues of Knucklebone on knucklebonemag.itch.io. You can email me pitches or other ideas or just questions at knucklebonemag at gmail.com. And I am on Twitter at cartwheel, C-A-R-T-W-E-E-L. And you can find me and all the stuff I'm involved in there. Amazing. I will include links to all of that in the description of the episode so people can go fetch that and buy their copies of Knuckleball Magazine. Thank you very much, Cartwheel. And uh, have a great Session Zero Con. Yeah, thank you very much.
Kahit mga kaibigan lamang tayo Okay lang sa akin sa pagkat kontento na ako Sa sampung minuto mo So I am now at the booth What, what is this place? The Metal Weave Games. What is this play? Uh, so you're at the Metal Weave Games booth currently with a bunch of friends of Metal Weave Games. I think that's called a segue for the other friends to introduce themselves. Hi, Callum. It's Sin again. I actually help with the social media stuff for Metal Weave Games. That's why I'm here. Hello. <laughs> I'm here in part because I saw your name. And I'm like, okay, that's great to conclude my interviews, to have someone I know who else is here and uh, would like to talk. I'm Jackie, also known as Death by Mage on the internet, and I am one of the creative leads for Unbreakable Publishers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Unbreakable. So did you make your announcement yet? We did. Okay. Everyone who's gone to visit our booth, they have seen it and we've talked about it. I'm excited because there's a lot of adventures that we're going to be doing this coming year. We have four books coming out for 2021. Oh, wow. wow, Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We have our first two D&D 5e. So they're going to feature different indie RPG systems like Iron Sworn, Pariah, Power by the Apocalypse, Forged in the Dark. We also have several system agnostic ones and a few that work with OSR systems as well. We have a few of the ventures I can talk about. I know one of them is written by one of our returning writers, Casey She. She wrote an adventure that's basically about overthrowing a tyrannical rat king. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that one's cool. a, yeah, that's a system agnostic one. And I know Ari Santiago for Pathways wrote a adventure using Iron Sworn and Ooh. basically has the adventurers traveling to learn about the origins of a sacred artifact. Exciting. And where can people find that? Right now, we have just a little bit of snippets uh, available on unbreakablerpg.com, but we will be releasing more news for that down the road. We have a spring release for Evolution, so if you anyone wants information about when we release it, they can totally sign up for our mailing list. I promise we will only email you about Unbreakable stuff, and that's probably all we'll ever do. Is it okay for me to say it? Because I'm on Unbreakable too. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yes. yeah. Hey, Pam. Well, yes, I'm in Revolution. That is all I'm going to say. If you know yes. me well, you'll be able to figure out which system I'm using. <laughs> yeah. For people who don't have a visual, that's Pamu who joined us. Pamu, I'm recording a bookend interview to finish the episode about Session Zero Con. Would each of you have one thing they want to tell or that they saw uh, happening at Session Zero Con, which they thought was especially uh, interesting? Sin, maybe? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I'm staff at Session Zero, so I've seen a lot of interesting things. Oh, okay. Um, tell us everything, uh, the dirty secrets. Would you, would you believe that nobody has gotten the chicken counting game right yet? <gasps> really? Yes. Zero. Oh, my God. Yeah, the closest okay. not 42, is it? Number, Zero I, I, I'm not telling you. The closest <laughs> number, <laughs> the closest number we have is somebody who guessed it, but they were 12 points away from the right number. Ooh, so, wow. um, pretty close oh, wow. with no cigar. We have, however, gotten a lot of people who have gotten the treasure chest. So that means that's almost 100 entries into the raffle. 
that will be happening within the event. And also, we had a huge conga line at Event Hall B earlier, so that was I, very. I saw it on my window, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, there's a conga line for me!" <laughs> yeah. So there's that, and also we've had two panels happen so far. There will be two more. One of them is starting at eight thirty, and the last one is going to happen at around ten. So all of the panels is going to be happening at the auditorium, and the one happening at eight thirty is the one by Humans of RPGC, where we have different representatives all over the region. Well, representatives, I mean, like, people, rather, from all over the region, talking about the tabletop RPG space in their own context and their own scene, which should be interesting because it's a lot of anecdotes, it's a lot of lived experiences and stories that really is kind of like the essence of Session Zero Online. Because we've chosen to become international this year, and I'm so proud and happy about this event. And the last one is actually a very interesting one that I would like for a lot of people to stick with. It is language in tabletop RPGs. So it explores the whole concept of how tabletop is a very, like, you know, English dominant space. But what happens when you have us from the from the Southeast Asia region, for example, and beyond even, that don't actually have English as their mother tongue, so to speak? Like, how do you integrate that part of your heritage into your gaming and your designing and everything? Like, how does that work? And I feel like those are very interesting topics. <laughs> English as a vehicular language in the TTRPG community. I should record a panel about that someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. No, I think I think it's a it's a topic. I'm really keen to see a, a lot of different people from different areas discuss about because it's all about the specific experiences of people. So it's very exciting that you're gonna record one. Can these things be accessed somewhere after the convention? Yes, the VODs will be available even after the convention at twitch.tv.com slash gngmeet. That is the official Twitch of GNG Meets. So go hang out. Please follow our channel and support us. Yay! <laughs> Are these temporary on Twitch or permanent? There's no, a thing you can do to make them permanent. Otherwise, they're 30 days. You can highlight yeah. them. Yep, that ah, okay. I need to do that. <laughs> I think GNG wants to do is for those to be a bit of an archive so that if we plan to have further session zeros, which I'm sure there will be, we can, mm-hmm. you know, harken back to our first dabble into making session zero online because it really is our first experience at making an online con. We had like a test drive like some months ago in October 2020 to kind of see how things would go back then. And I feel like that October 2020 run is no comparison to what we're currently doing today (laughs) because the maximum number at the time was 25 people in the server but as of earlier or rather as of last night we closed registration at 666 and um, it's been going crazy since we had a lot of (laughs) walk-ins today I don't even know the final number right now. <laughs> like, honestly, oh, I have no... But we have a lot of walk-ins. And peak earlier, we hit 215 people in the server. So that's a lot. <laughs> what about you, Valis? What was your best experience so far in Session ZeroCon? I mean, honestly, just being able to talk to so many creators that I've literally never met before. The best thing, I feel, is just 
being able to sit in conversations and listen and talk about literally anything from games to real life. It's not something you can do in like actual cons. I feel like that's a very unique experience uh, that can be achievable in session zero. And I honestly hope there are more online sessions to come and also the physical ones because like it, there is definitely a difference, but like online makes it a lot more accessible. I think all the other online conventions need to emulate what you're doing Stop here because thinking. it's very impressive. This, this really made us feel like we were back in a real convention. Barring the fact that we had to deal with body heat or a crowd or being... Uh, or <laughs> the bad things. The bad things about the con, you know. And <laughs> now we get all the best parts. I remember earlier on, we had like 13 people just huddled together around my booth. And, <laughs> just, and there was so many cameras and I finally saw the arrow to peek to the other section of cameras. And I went... How did you get this many people right next to my booth? Okay, uh-huh. I guess we're just gonna all talk because it was like a couple. We had a couple contributors wanting to check in and hang out. We had a few friends who wanted to come and check in and hang. Then we had guests coming in who wanted to read up. And oh my god, I think it got insane after a while. I think some people's gather and their web browsers collapsed, or crashed because of the <laughs> amount of cameras that were loading. And we were just going, okay, this is a thing. <laughs> I didn't know it had a cap, a real cap. I thought it was it would, it would hold. Nope. nope. Uh, Andreas, what about you? For me, well, as a vendor and sponsor, like it's mostly just been chatting with all the people that I've spoken with on the internet or people I haven't met, you know, that I can actually finally meet in person. So, I met you in person. <laughs> I have met you in person. Meet in person. Yeah. But there's a lot of people like from the Asians represent community that like I've chatted with a ton, but I have not met them in person because, you know, Asians represent started since COVID. So I haven't really had a chance to meet anyone. So mm-hmm. Well, does anyone has anything else they want to plug uh, before I close uh, this month's episode? Owlbear, yes. The Owlbear plush Kickstarter is almost at 200,000, so please support it. It's great. It's so adorable, and when they hit 200,000, apparently there's going to be a new variant, which oh, wow. Andreas is working on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also, please support our shores, the Kickstarter. We are at 27k, and that means that we are very close to the first stretch goal, which is the zine, where we are going to be bringing along how many is it? Nine, baby? Seven, sorry. There you go. Nine. Yeah, it was seven, nine. Seven, seven or more, thereabouts, creators, which means that you are, for the price of like $35, if you hit the first stretch goal, you are going to get at least 10 games with you. So that's great. So yeah, please support our shores, the Kickstarter. Yay! <laughs> when are all shores and uh, the old bear baby Kickstarter ending? We have 19 days for our shores. And Owlbear is 15. This might be out afterwards, but hopefully people can still do late pledges and and this sort of things. Thank you so much. And since I got some members of the staff, congratulations for this convention. It's so impressive. I really hope other conventions will emulate what you're doing. And I already tried to encourage a French convention to attend (laughs) so they could take a note or two about what is going on. 
Thank you so much. Honestly, it is really through the incredible, tireless, and like thankless efforts of Stacy and Rachel. They are incredible. Stacy created all of the art assets for this wonderful map. Rachel is the one who has been our queen of logistics from the very beginning, and she has worked day and night to make sure that everybody's queries are answered, that everything runs smoothly. And it is very smooth. It's so impressive. And I am always, always so grateful to be in this organization that is Gamers and Gaming Meets. It's so wonderful. People listening to this, they really need to go check the videos and see how beautiful it is. It's like going to a convention in a Hyrule or Viridian City. It's it's so cool. People are dancing. People have little hearts above their head. They are chickens, dogs. All the little booths are so cute. It's really, really nice. I just went to the auditorium because Din Din started playing the ukulele in the middle of yes. a corridor. And she, she was... Yeah, she was playing it. It was already so cool. People were dancing and congregating there. And then someone from the staff showed up and said, well, actually, the auditorium is empty. And we all went to the auditorium and it's it's large rooms and there are cool functionalities. You got a little mic where you go to speak. Like when I went and see Critical Role here in London, it was like that. You're in a line to get to the microphone and ask your questions. That was really, really cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. Oh, Thank you so much, Callum. Yeah, have a good time. Enjoy your game. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. 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 Yeah. This episode included Invisible String, a live cover by Din Din, which I recorded at Session Zero Con. Have to go, Jellox Anime Original Soundtrack, A Letter to Home, and Sampung Minuto. All three of them by Burns and Christian, which you can all find on SoundCloud. And I couldn't get an answer in time for recording this credit, but I think Burns and Dindin are the same person? Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but yeah, if I get things correctly, that's the case. In any case, go check Dindin's website, check out her art, not only her performance, and go check on SoundCloud all those songs by Burns and Christian, for which you can find links in the description of this episode. This episode also included, of course, Solta or Frango or Team Song by Bonded or Roll, which you can download for free on the free music archive. Our logo is designed by Rolling Kearns, and you can find it alongside much more art by Rolling Kearns. Like there's a Cat Tulu, there's a Baron of Munchosen, there's a Judge Dread, who's super nice. You can find them all on apparels, face masks, or notebooks. You know, to take the note from your game session in our T public store, again, linked in the description of this episode. Continuing with the promotional bits of the credits, we are $2 and a half from unlocking our goal to have a brand new website for the release. So I know I've been sitting on that for a little while, and I apologize for that, but I've been working very hard in the background with my brother to develop this new website and we are in the final stretch before releasing it. We've got some expense we need to cover and turns out that thanks to the generosity of Paco from GMS Magazine, which I recommend you go check out, and Ross Hunter, 
we are very close from the $30 per month goal of the Rollist Patreon page. So it would really, really help if you considered contributing even a single dollar to our Patreon so we can unlock this goal and properly release our brand new website. Speaking of which, a couple people left the Patreon recently and I wanted to say that it's absolutely fine. I'm still extremely thankful for the people who contribute for a small or large amount of time on Patreon and need to go for financial reasons or to support other projects. That's what I do. No, and then I stop financing a project to jump to another one. It doesn't mean that I have an issue with the project in question, but I'm, I've got a limited budget, especially at the moment. And uh, I try to spread it around a tiny bit. So yeah, I move from, I don't know, the RPG Academy to Grog.Files, uh, different projects. I'm not always supporting the same one. And uh, in any case, I cannot overstate how thankful I am for people who contribute to our Patreon. doesn't matter how much time you did it. It really means the world to me. And a huge thanks to all the people who did it since the beginning of the project. A huge thanks to the people who are starting doing it this month. I just love you all and I'm so thankful and I want to do more for people supporting us via Patreon. So I got some ideas, again, going through difficult times. And also when I consult the people supporting the show via Patreon, often what they tell me is that their priority is not to get exclusive content, but it's to help me do more content. So I tend to give priority to that, but uh, still I'd like you to to have a little bonus. So uh, I've got some ideas I need to look into, uh, which I sort of postponed because, again, the website, recording and releasing Cafe Rollist and film studies, so all of that takes time, so I need to prioritize. But I, I really want to give a, a little thing to Patreon supporters, so I'm going to look into that in the coming months. So, uh, yeah, I can do more. If you want to financially support the released but you're not a fan of patreon you know uh having to subscribe something or maybe you don't like patreon for reasons you can also support the release via direct donation via paypal or you can also now or starting this month support the release via coffee a huge thanks as soon as i started the coffee i got a generous donation from cat pusho i hope i pronounced that well who was our guest in our Kaiserschwarm episode, Kat is from Austria, and uh, yeah, she was the subject of an episode a while ago when people could still travel to visit us in London. She agreed to sit down with me for lunch, and it was a delight. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Kat, for your donation. So that was via coffee. And a big thank you as well to Lee Carnell, who's a lovely individual to interact with on Twitter and who also made a very generous donation via PayPal. A big thank you for your support. It really means the world to me and really encourages me to continue producing everything I do. And uh, yeah, for the others, if you are considering doing it, as you see, you've got a number of options to do it, whatever is the most convenient. If you want to support us financially, but you don't want to make a donation, you can still do so for free via your purchase and not only you can do so via drive through rpg or the dungeon masters guild but now you can even do it via itch.io 
Again, there's a link on our webpage. If you click on it, it will take you to each and then whatever you purchase after that click will turn into a little financial contribution to me at no extra cost to you or the designers of the game you are purchasing. Speaking of, I need to say a big thank you again to the fan or the fans. I don't know how many of them they are. I don't know who they are because that's not the point. But I do get via drive-thru some sales report. So I got this little information when someone does purchase something with my affiliate link and it makes me so happy. And at the same time, it's very interesting to see what people are buying. Sometimes I discover stuff I should buy myself. So a big thank you to whoever has been using it recently, especially I think that should be a single person who's been buying a lot of Vampire the Masquerade stuff, including novels. So those look very cool. And more recently, some Call of Cthulhu stuff, Berlin the Wicked and Aura on the Orient Express. Thanks for your purchase and the use of the affiliate link. And I hope you will have a blast playing or reading all that content you purchased on DriveThru. So coming back on the content of the release, discussing a bit the content of next month. We are still under lockdown here in London. I got at least a guest which I look forward to meet and interview in person, but it doesn't look like we'll be able to do that already in early March. So so I don't know what I'm going to record next month. There are online conventions, but they're happening a bit too late for me to record there. And, and to be honest, after two online conventions, I'd like to record something else. So I'm not sure what next month will be. Uh, I guess we sort of we'll find out together me um, a bit earlier because I would need to, to edit that. So yeah, that's it. I uh, hope you are all doing well uh, in those difficult times. I'm still job seeking, job hunting, uh, but there are, there are some, got some leads to some very interesting stuff. So I hope one uh, will become an actual job that would be very exciting try to go out to take care of yourself put on a mask take protective measures but yeah have a nice walk outside i hope the weather's gonna get warmer it's been quite cold lately it was fun with the snow uh, to see my son go into the snow for the first time uh, but uh, yeah this weekend was very cold and uh, i didn't like that at all so <laughs> so i look forward to uh, a more spring weather Oh yeah, one thing, going back into the promotional things, if you like Call of Cthulhu, if you like the masks of Nihalatotep, and you're not afraid to spoil yourself the campaign because you have already played it or you have no interest in doing so in the future, I joined a weekly stream with Gar Black Games, which is a Twitch streaming channel, Someone affiliated with Free League, I think. I'm not sure. It's not quite clear to me, but they, they do play a bunch of Free League. They even play Star Wars D6, which I found out later, which I find very intriguing and exciting. I'm playing every Tuesday Mask of Nihalatotep with a bunch of very cool players and uh, awesome game master. And I recommend you come check it out. While you are there on Twitch, maybe consider hitting follow on the Oris Twitch channel which recently hit its follower number 100. The Race YouTube channel also recently hit its 100th subscriber, which means we should soon have a custom URL. Instead of a weird number, we should have a, a nice roll spot like everywhere else. 
So yeah, go check this out. There's a news post regarding that on the Rollis website. So you can find all the details there. Otherwise, it's Gar Black Games on Twitch. And yeah, that's it. Take care. I look forward to releasing another episode next month. And I hope you will enjoy it. And uh, as always, feel free to let me know what you thought about this one, about Session Zero Con which was an amazing convention and uh, a big round of applause for the team behind it. They did a fantastic job. See you, bye! person who's pressing on another person but they're also okay with staying friends and sampung minuto means 10 minutes so they're okay with the 10 minutes that their crush is willing to spare them that's what it's about